0: On the Record, with White House correspondent April Ryan. This week, a political superstar, better known as Spartacus, joins us with On the Record. His name is Senator Cory Booker. We talk about a lot. We talk about a possible run for president. We also have the clapback of sorts from Senator Cory Booker to President Trump about what President Trump said at that press conference. And we talk about Judge Kavanaugh. Can you give us the current state of play with what's happening with Kavanaugh is his nomination in jeopardy as you see it?
1: First of all, it should be in jeopardy uh, for a number of reasons. Not only the credible accusation of sexual assault from uh, Dr. Ford, but now you have issues coming up of his truthfulness before a Senate committee. Uh, clearly, according to his classmates from high school, his classmates from Yale, the things he said to the committee were lies. And then the final issue is judicial temperament. Uh, his testimony sounded more like a partisan screed uh, worthy of, a, a, of an elected leader, a Lindsey Graham, someone on the Democratic side, not someone who was supposed to be sitting on the highest court in the land uh, and have the temperament of even balanced analysis of facts. Uh, it just didn't come off that way. For those three reasons um, alone, I think that he should, his uh, nomination should be withdrawn. Now, look, this is all going to come down to a handful of senators, uh, Senator Flake being one, but Susan Collins uh, and Lisa Murkowski uh, very, very uh, significantly, who do have issues about uh, strong feelings about a woman's right to make her own medical decisions about abortion, uh, in addition to some concerns about, obviously, these charges and uh, that were made, again, by uh, Dr. Ford, who came across Uh, is credible and believable. So we don't know where this is going to go. We do know that the FBI is investigating. How robust and thorough that investigation is is still in question. Uh, While the president may say publicly one thing, that they can go, you know, they can do, investigate whatever they want, we do know privately that he could be giving instructions to the FBI. He is the executive in charge. Uh, um, So we'll see what comes through. Uh, As of last night, there were still many people Um, uh, from news reports alone I don't have any independent information that we're not being contacted uh, that I think should so uh, there's a lot of concerns I have about a thorough investigation following the evidence and the days uh, are ticking off the the calendar Uh, there are only hours left that they really have between now and Friday
0: so and, and that's the thing I mean you know we're talking about Friday to Friday when you have an FBI investigation um, wouldn't you think that it would take longer? I mean, and they're not going to grant you that extra time, correct? That's needed. Um, I,
1: I don't think so. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to guard that clock uh, pretty aggressively.
0: Okay. So. Um, it- when we're looking at Kavanaugh and we're looking at Dr. Ford, what is really the state of play? Because this is basically as it was as it kept being mentioned uh, during the the day of the vote and even before, this is a this is this is a job interview. And this is not <laughs> saying that 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 she's right or she's wrong, but this is a job interview. I mean, this is a job interview that typically, if someone were to hire someone, they would not hire him. Why are we still in, in in this process of saying that he is worthy or eligible um, for this position? And I'm not taking a side, but but understanding what a job interview is, and you show you put your best foot forward. You talk about temperament, and you talk about accusations uh, of, of of some serious things, sexual assault. I mean, you typically would not get the job. Why is he still in consideration?
1: that's I think you're making probably the most important point. If you listen to a lot of my Republican Senate colleagues in the Judiciary Committee, they were making this out to be a trial. If you choose against him, you destroy his life, um, uh, making it seem as if this is somehow a deciding factor of whether he did this or not. The standard is not beyond a reasonable doubt here. This is not a trial. The standard is that this person, are they meritorious of having Ah, uh, perhaps the most one of the most significant jobs in a, in the United States government uh, on the highest court in the land for the lifetime. Now, I've had friends of mine, uh, you know, people who are sort of apolitical and not saying, God, if I was interviewing for somebody and you had three women, you know, make credible accusations against that person, I'm not waiting around for a uh, uh, a state prosecutor to come in. That's enough of a, sh- a shadow of a doubt. Uh, uh, not to give a person a job as, say, a daycare worker uh, or what have you. And so I I don't understand why they're raising this bar so high, unless, of course, they want to say they do not believe Dr. Ford, that they thought she was lying. You know, if they're they're saying they don't believe these survivors, um, that's one thing. But I don't even think they're saying that. And so, I, I'm very frustrated by this, and, and, and I, I want everybody in this political world to check themselves, because this, we have to think of this objectively, if this was a Democratic president and a Democratic nominee, would we be falling in the ranks? But if you just step back and just common sense, listen to his testimony, the things that were clearly not true, is lies about the yearbook to me, uh, which were clear to me, lies about his drinking that are now coming out from his classmates do we really want this person to be on the Supreme Court? Not are they guilty of something, not what have you, and and the answer to me, as objectively as I can be, uh, is no.
0: Hmm. And I have a few more questions for you. Um, I talked to Maryland Congressman Elijah Cummings, and he said to me, "He said, one, this is now guerrilla warfare. Um, it's about we the people who have to stand up. That's going to really be the deciding factor. Um, is, is that really the case?" And also, um, he made some some pretty clear points that if indeed, if indeed Kavanaugh is um, voted upon as the next U.S. Supreme Court justice, this president um, has basically all three branches of government under his control.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been making that point for some time, that there's no check or balance on this president. He will now have effectively turned uh, the uh, the Supreme Court, with perhaps the most uh, Trumpiest uh, uh, nominee this nation has ever seen, uh, he will. He has control of the House, he has control of the Senate. That means that this midterm election uh, really is the only shot we have, besides the incredible activities going on by state's attorney generals and, and Democratic state governors to challenge this administration. But really, on the federal level, he has no check, he has no balance.
0: Hmm. So, but is it guerrilla warfare also, like um, Elijah Cummings is saying, uh, we the people are really the deciding factor in this?
1: I, I, it is clearly always in this republic that the power of the people is greater than the people in power. And and there's two ways that you have to make that known. One is what I saw with the health care debate, where it was the American citizen, Democrat, Republican, independent, who came out in a chorus of conviction, tens of thousands of people protesting around this country at town halls, at congresspeople's offices, uh, down here at the Capitol saying, do not Take away my health care, and we won that way. And then the second way for the power of the people to be shown to be greater, <laughs> excuse me, greater than the people in power is at the ballot. Um, and that's something that's going to happen now, exactly five weeks from today. And five weeks from today, we could change the entire Congress uh, if enough people came out.
0: And lastly, uh, you got some love at the press conference yesterday from President Trump, the, the one that he insulted two female reporters and he insulted uh, Democratic senators as well. And he's also saying that he has some, some information on, on one. Um, but let's talk about you. Uh, the president called you out um, in not a flattering way. What are your thoughts? What's your clap back to him?
1: Well, it's just God bless, God bless him, uh, you know, seriously, we should pray for for the man. we We are in a nation right now where there's so many issues going on. Um, we don't need school yard or yard taunting and threats. Uh, we need to bring this to a higher level and stay focused on the issues that matter. This is bigger than Donald Trump. It's bigger than me. Uh, there are real issues facing Americans right now. Uh, people struggling to make ends meet as salaries, wages are at sixty five year low. Uh, folks struggling uh, still uh, to afford prescription drugs. So many things that we need to be working together on and getting done. Uh, I don't have time for, uh, you know, back and forth. Uh, in fact, in many ways, you know that this is a guy who's just really effective at distracting people uh, through these kind of taunts from what's important. Call me whatever names you want.
0: Senator Booker, so, but understanding who Donald Trump is and understanding what he does, um, President Donald Trump, when he was candidate Donald Trump, he smeared Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary, it stuck. He said, you ran Newark, New Jersey in the ground. Um, and if he continues to say that and you you are a possible you haven't come out yet, uh, you know, you're up there for for the possibility of running for president um, for the next presidential election or, or, you know, your name is high in the rankings. You know, those kind of things stick. You're not going to come back at him. You're not going to say anything because his words have a, have a tendency to reverberate. You're not going to come back at that.
1: Well, you you and I both uh, are religious folk and, you know, let the work I do speak for me. Uh, I'm a very rare senator. According to The Wall Street Journal, only 21 Americans have ever gone straight from being a mayor to being a United States senator. I'm the first African-American elected from the state of New Jersey, which is my city was only 6% of the population, it's an overwhelmingly majority white state. If, if I had run Newark into the ground, I wouldn't be where I am. It is so self-evident if you go to Newark, New Jersey. Uh, I still have people will come up to me just unbelievable. Newark is going through its biggest economic development period in 60 years. First time the population is growing in 60 years. When I was leaving there, only 6% of the state's population, but one-third of all the permits for commercial residential construction was going on in Newark, our first new hotels in 40 years, our first new office buildings in decades. Uh, uh, the city is going through a revolutionary change. Anyone who drives through it uh, uh, sees that. So uh, people have tried to do that. My two opponents in uh, in my, or at least my first opponent in my Senate uh, uh, efforts uh, tried to do that, but it, it, it is so self-evident. So if you want to, it's almost like saying, uh, Corey, you're... At six foot three, him saying, look at that short guy. Look, oh, he's so short. <laughs> I mean, the reality is so gl- glorious right now about what's happening in Newark. Newark now is over a 50-year low in crime. Uh, uh, New Yorkers are pouring in trying to buy up real estate. tours are coming in. I, I, I don't I don't uh, blink when somebody tries to take me on that way.
0: Are you going to run for president?
1: Well, today it sounds like I'm running from the president. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just let me let me run to get work done uh the reality is uh we are exactly five weeks away from the most important uh midterm election of my life and uh that's where my focus is afterwards april let's you and i uh, talk about my future but i'm happy uh that i'm i feel like i'm doing the right work every single day to earn re-election in the state of new jersey
0: is the blue wave coming
1: I think the question is not whether we have a blue wave or not. The question is whether it's going to be a wave or a tsunami.
0: Senator Booker, anything else you'd like to add?
1: The attacks on the media are outrageous. Uh, the attacks on what makes us unique and distinctive in other nations, from Turkey to Russia, they, they arrest, convict, uh, uh, often... Uh, they can, they've been known to kill other countries. Uh, a journalist, you are standing up and doing the right thing. I, I may not always like what you say or what you write, but you are so important to this democracy. I am so proud of you. Thank you for your courage and your leadership, and keep on keeping on.
0: Sir, I appreciate you, and thank you for that wonderful blurb in the back of my book, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, God bless you. Thanks so much to Senator Cory Booker. It's always great to talk to him. He is rare and exceptional. Once again, like said said, though, we have to remember to vote. Go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just go vote. Thanks for joining me, April Ryan with On The Record. Don't forget to subscribe to On The Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review.
1: On The Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.